to start, we'll just have you tell us your full name and where we are right now. And whenever you're ready. Okay. I'm Carolyn Obrick Houchen. Um, my full name is Kimberly Anderson Stead. Maurice Powers in Savannah, Georgia. I'm S.R. Banks from Rochester, New York. My name is Dr. Jonathan Vlashuk. My name is Sharina Zayed, and we are in Slavic Village. Colton Clay, and we're in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. And I'm Adam Scher, currently in Maitland, Florida, with the Nomadic Photo Arc. This is Portrait of Us, a living, transforming, and growing collection of people's stories from throughout the United States. For more information on the project and the photo arc, Find us on social media at Nomadic Photo Arc, A-R-K, or visit nomadicphotoarc.com. In September of 2021, we were driving the Arc across the country to document our first community in Vermont. We decided to route ourselves through Two Harbors, Minnesota, so we could check in on two pieces of land that had been in Monica's family since the 1920s. Monica hadn't seen the land in almost 10 years, and we were both so excited that as soon as we checked into our hotel, we drove out of town to take a look. The property is covered in alders, and the walk down the driveway towards the log cabin was full of talk of what we would build on this 40 acres. Once we got out to the cabin, though, we noticed that someone was currently living on the property. There was a shed built off in the distance, and the mosquito tent set up at the end of the drive. Not knowing how to deal with this, we went to the county clerk and the sheriff's office the next morning to get advice. We ended up leaving town with the deputy's phone number and some no trespassing signs and went back out to the land. When we got there, we saw a truck with Texas plates parked in the driveway, and after a short walk, we could hear the generator running. We called the deputy, and he showed up right away. As we walked behind him up the driveway, the deputy announced himself a few times, and then a black lab came running out of the woods with its owner right behind. He introduced himself as John, and surprised all three of us when he not only knew Monica's name, but a bit of her family history and the history of the land. Unknown to anyone in her family, he had been visiting the land since he was seven, and had become its informal caretaker in recent years, maintaining trails dating back to the 1930s and keeping an eye on the property as much as he could. Let's listen to John talk about his connection with the Deer Camp in Two Harbors, Minnesota. So I'm John Cedarberg, and we are at the Deer Cabin at Two Harbors, Minnesota. We're approximately 10 miles north of Two Harbors. Uh, my connection to this place is I started to come up here when I was a child, and I'm 59 today. I've grown up with this place, if you will. This was a place that my grandfather and father took me to as a child, you know, like seven or eight years old, probably was the first time I was up here. I've got a lot of different memories of time spent up here, all good times. I don't know how old I was. I was pro I might have been six or seven. We came up here in the winter. It was probably early January. My grandfather and my dad and myself, when the snow was deep up here, um, they would come up and feed the deer in the winter. They would bring, they'd bring up bales of alfalfa from the city. We'd haul, they'd haul it in on a sled and put it out in the feeder out there. That sled you found in the woodshed, I remember riding in that sled because I was hauled in on that sled to come in here because I couldn't walk on snowshoes on four feet of snow. Someone had to pull me in on a sled. When my grandfather got older, he lived till he was 98, okay? He still walked out in the woods with me when he was 90. And you say, oh yeah, over there was this, and over there was that, and over there was that. He had been hunting here since around the Depression. He knew it like the back of his hand. You know, he didn't need a trail. He didn't need a compass. He didn't need a GPS. He could look at the terrain and go, oh, I know where I am. I thought that was amazing. Just amazing. I got to spend a lot of quality time up here with my grandfather because he and I were always paired, and we would be going out walking in the woods. 
I would probably say that all my outdoor skills, whatever, however big or small that set is, I learned here. I learned how to blaze trails. Uh, I learned how to uh, navigate without having to constantly have a compass. I learned to split wood here. This is the first place I ever had to go use an outhouse. Okay? Having always had a toilet in the house, come up here, we got to go to the outhouse. You know, if I wanted to pee, you go outside and pee in the woods. You know? That was different than being at home, too. Um, I learned how to do uh, carpentry with logs. And what I'm talking about is building a deer stand. It would be a pain in the ass to haul two-by-fours and, and a lot of that stuff out. You go out and you find the right right size tree and you cut it into sections and then you nail it up you find a, a stand of trees three that are close together and you build a, f a platform up there and then you build a ladder out of trees yeah. okay yeah. because that's what we had up here for the most part at least in the early days um so so as i got older and and these guys weren't up here i i, I really felt because i had such a, a sentimental connection to this place that I, start, I went out and said, well, I don't want to lose these trails. I like them. I had them as a kid. I had the sentimental connection. So I spent days and days finding and reconstructing the trails. Part of my child is here. Part of my life is here. And for the back trail to not be there anymore, for this cabin not to be there anymore, it reminds me that time is passing for me and that um, things aren't forever. And it's been, and as time has gone by and watching the cabin deteriorate, watching having to go and re, re, recover the trails, it's reminded me a little bit about my mortality and about uh, how I need to make sure I prioritize the things in my life that are important. It also really brought home how much I like being able to have the solitude of not being around a billion other people walking in the woods by myself or with my dog. It's peaceful. I can do what I want. I'm not, I'm not looking at a clock. My, my job used to be a lot more stressful than it is today. And I'd come up here, and I don't know how to describe it other than it's like there's this huge weight that came off of me. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was a sense of peace, a sense of calm. When I come up here, I'm reconnecting to something that I loved. The world was distant. I was back to those days of childhood when I really enjoyed it up here because this was this was a fun place to go. Okay, I had my grandfather, my brother, my dad, and then I had Axel would come up every once in a while in the evenings. Um, so I got to interact with old Swedes and and younger people and and all out in the woods and. And it was with people who all enjoyed being up here and being out in the woods. Even to this day, you know, when I come up here, uh, you know, I just kind of feel that that sense, that like weight coming off. At one point, my wife and I had talked about buying lake property. My parents had lake property. Her parents had lake property. So we grew up with lake property, and we know what a hassle it is. There's a lot of work owning lake property. I don't want to have all that work of lake life. So she said, what about if we find some place in the woods? And I go, well, what if we go to Two Harbors? She had never been here. As she got more understanding of what was up here, and then I show her maps, and then I brought her up here, 
And she started, she started to fell in love with the place too. And so she said, yes, let's go buy something in Two Harbors, okay, or near Two Harbors. And I said, well, you know, we need to have a place that we can still work from because we're not retired yet. And the other thing I said is I want to be able to have access to a lot of public land because I want to be able to go roam in the woods like I did up here where I don't have to worry about where I'm going. Because I knew this area, I knew where I wanted to be. And as a kid, I'd gone all the way up to Cane. We would go road hunting on Cane Lake Road. Well, that's the place I'm looking to buy a house right now is on Cane Lake Road. I've driven that road all the way in and all the way out, taking my grandfather road hunting when he couldn't walk in the woods anymore. Um, this whole area feels like home. The disappointing part is I'm losing my connection to this place. Okay. How do I give up a connection that's over 50 years old? That's, that's the hard part. I have to accept it, and, I, and I'm accepting it, but it's hard, and that's where I am. I, I know I have to accept it. I don't like it because I feel like I'm losing a, a connection, but that's just life, you know? So, but on the other hand, I'm glad that, that a younger generation is going to try to use this place because this place didn't get used for 30 years or more. I'm glad that you're going to use the property and I hope you get I hope you get as much enjoyment out of it as I have. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I hope you can have the opportunity to make the memories here for yourself and for you and Adam that are you're going to remember when you're old and gray and can't move anymore, you know? Yeah. Because I've got those. I've already got those. So when I can't when I can't walk in the woods anymore uh, because I've got arthritis so bad or whatever it is, I can still remember what it was like to be out on the back trail, what it was like to be out in the main trail, what it was like to be out in the woods sitting in a deer stand or out grouse hunting with my uh, grandfather. Um, and I don't know if I can be, I don't think I can feel any other way. That's just, you know, it's the way it is. That was John Cedarberg in Two Harbors, Minnesota. One of our favorite stories and something we think back on often. To see John's portrait and read more about our meeting and all the ups and downs from our time in Two Harbors, subscribe to our newsletter at portraitofus.substack.com.